What's going on, humans? Today on the Windy City Joe's podcast, we are joined by a very special guest. His name is Roman Alexander, and no, he's not a Greek god. He is a country <laughs> musician. Roman, welcome to the Joe's on Weed Street. And Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So yeah, when I first like saw that you were coming, I was like, damn, Roman Alexander. It sounds like someone that you'd see. What is that? What's that movie with the, all the Greek people? Where this is Sparta. Oh, uh, 300? 300. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would think, like, that's, like, the main character's name. Maybe that was my dad. He was the one who named me. Uh, maybe that was his uh, objective to do that. Yeah. Uh, but I think my my name came from a football player named Roman Gabriel. My dad's name's Gabriel. Oh, okay. My name's Roman, obviously. So he wanted the, that to be kind of the case. And then Alexander, I don't know. I think that's, that's my grandpa's middle name. So it's kind of where it came from. Got you. Nothing too crazy. It sounds cool, though. It does. Yeah. It sounds way it. cooler than Michael or Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um are you from parkfield missouri parkville yeah like, um, not parkfield not Park. parkfield parkville, uh, parkville. I, I love i love it it's a uh, it's like a, it's a, little, it's a little suburban country town yeah you know right smack dab in the middle so are you a like kansas city sports fan or st louis sports fan? a little bit of both i have kind of like it's kind of split because my mom's side is all st louis and my dad's side is all kansas city and okay so, the Royals, uh, I can't say I'm a diehard Royals fan. I respect them. You know, it's my yeah. hometown, but um, I'm a Cardinals fan. Yes, you know, thank St. you. St. Louis oh Cardinals. God, and, uh, yeah, I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. I'm a Cardinals fan. Are so, you? Yeah, okay. You're, you're yeah. the first Cardinals fan we've had on the podcast, so you're my favorite guest by far. Well, here we go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm a Cubs fan, though. Shut the hell so up. Like, yeah. That's all right. It only no. took 140-something years to win a World Series. I'm not just know some I don't think we need to get into specifics. No, no, absolutely um so speaking of shitty uh baseball teams kansas city yes that wasn't really a good segue because i just want to talk about kansas city not shitty baseball teams um but you grew or your uncle was playing music in kansas city and like you kind of followed him around and that's how you got started sure yeah i mean uh with him um i feel like his interview like podcast i love podcasts it's like a conversation okay so (laughs) i'm like preparing myself for interviews i've been i released a song last week so i've been doing interviews okay let me chill out no, you're fine. Uh, you're yes, my uncle is a country singer. Um, still is. I mean, he just he plays all over Kansas City. And he's pretty well known up there. Um, but he got me started, man. It was like I started playing, you know, um, Johnny Cash and Waylon covers and Willie covers, and you know, I kind of fell into a groove of playing these like four hour bar circuits. So even in the sixth grade, you know, I start with like I started when I was seven, and I learned like a couple songs. And then when I got in like sixth, seventh grade is when I started elevating the sets to two hours, three hours, to four hours, um, and that's when shit got real. So. Yeah. Um, you do have a pretty badass story, um, and I mean by badass by like, so you started off as a merch guy, mm-hmm. and then or well, backtrack on that. You moved to Nashville, obviously, yeah, and then you had to get your foot in the door. I'm assuming, yeah. And so you're like, I'll just be a merch guy. I wish it was as easy as that. Okay, oh, God, that'd be so cool if it was. <laughs> Jeez, um, I did some really you know crappy jobs. Yeah, having to uh, you know wash cars at Audi. You know, I've not. Audi, not bad car company. Um, right. I, I worked at the Audi dealership, and I did that specifically because I knew that there was country singers and music executives that would work there or go there and drop their car off. And I knew if I worked there, I didn't want to be the guy that would go up to him and be like, "Oh my god, like, hey, my name is Roman Alexander, I'm an aspiring yeah. artist." Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. Nobody wants that. I know I wouldn't. So I thought it'd be more clever if I stole business cards out of their cars. So um, I'm not going to say uh, Dirk Bentley was one of them, but. Uh, <laughs> It was. Uh, <laughs> and then awesome. there was a, a guy from a record label. Um, I won't name him, but he he had a business card. I took a picture of it. Um, and that's what I got really good at, taking pictures rather than taking the business card. Yeah. And uh, I made a fake email and emailed him, and he figured out it was me. And so he was like, how about you just come down and just meet with me? And he shot me straight. He's like, you're not good enough right now. You need to write more songs. You don't know how any of this works. you know. And that was kind of the dose I needed. So I tried to figure out ways I could get in. Um, my buddy is in management with a country artist named Justin Moore. Um, and so yep. at the time he was his merch guy. And so he kind of moved up the ladder. But at the time when he was doing merch, he was like, Hey man, there's a, 
a group named Shenandoah that needs uh, a merch guy. Would you want to come out and be a merch guy? I'm like, for Shenandoah, that's one of my favorite 90s country bands. Of course mm-hmm. I would come out and be a merch guy for Shenandoah. Started that way, and then it kind of elevated into, um, you know, a few weeks on the road, turning a few months on the road. I bounced between Jody Messina, Shenandoah, and then um, Easton Corbin. And then I kind of segued into Easton Corbin, and that's where I uh, ended up being with him for two years. Um, and wow. in that time, I was writing songs and trying to find times to go to the studio. And anytime, any chance I could try to make a contact or write, I would. Um, and I figured out that maybe building a social media presence would be the perfect way to do that. So I kind of started that on the side as a side hustle until it kind of became a full-time thing where I was able to get a publishing deal out of it and get out of the merch scene. Damn, so you grinded. I was gone a lot. The longest I was gone was like 175 days and then uh, uh, throughout the year. But I remember we would go on like three-month long runs out west. And the guys would fly home, but I was like, I'm young, man. You know, I want to enjoy this. So I would go out there and... um, I'd stay out in California. My sister was in the Marine Corps at the time, so okay. she was stationed out there, and I would go and stay with her. So, yeah. So, what would you say, like, when uh, when you first started writing to now? How do you think your style of music has changed? You know, I, it's well. I haven't. Got, you know, actually, you would be surprised. I haven't gotten asked that question yet. Um, great question. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, that's. I was really uh, working on it. You, you, you guys talk to artists. I can tell. That's awesome. Uh, no, man, it's it's changed um, a lot. I change every day. I'm, I'm evolving. and But I also keep myself on track. I'll be like, I'll hear a new, whether it's a John Mayer record or a Taylor Swift record. I'm like, oh, my God, what if I did that? Would that be cool if I did that sound? And I was like, whoa, 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 put yourself back. What are you good at? What do you stay actually in stay in your lane? You can venture out. There's a time and place for that. But when you're trying to get your foot in the door still as a new artist, you got to have that thing about what you're doing that stands apart. And for me, I didn't find that stride until I wrote Cocktail Conversations. So that was a song that kind of, like completely built up the foundation for everything. Um, has a little bit of elements of everything I love. You know, Elvis Presley. I've kind of put that in my EP all across the board, little yeah. Elvis references. But um, that song kind of structured everything. And even before that, um, you know, I was, I was such a bad writer. I was such a bad writer. I'm still a bad writer. I, I, I try to write as much as I possibly can. And I don't know if I'll ever be a great writer. Um, but that's why we have Nashville and we have writers there who are fantastic. So, What do you like? I don't think you're a bad writer. I mean, look look at what you're doing and you have music. So like, what do you think the difference between, I guess, an uneducated writer Mm -hmm. and someone that's, I I guess, educated in writing or has an idea of what they're doing? So people you surround yourself with and where you know, where you like, what your place is in a room. For me as an artist, there's some artists who come in and they say, this is what we're writing. Here's how we're going to write it. This is how we're going to attack it. And then boom, 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 execute and done. And then for me, I go in and I say, I have this title, this idea. Now my producer Jerry Flowers and Jared Kime, they, they know me well enough now. Um, and Jerry Flowers is, is a legend. So he's got a really good idea of who I am already, sometimes better than I know I am. Um, but he's got the maturity he kind of sees as an artist, like, you know, how I'm going to evolve. Um, and so he's able to kind of say, Roman, I, I would write it this way. I would attack the song this way. What do you guys think? Um, and then we kind of bounce ideas off each other. So I'll, I would throw how, where I sit in a room to make it short is, uh, I'll say, hey, I wouldn't say that. My fans would say this. Here's what I need. I need a tempo song for a live show. I need a radio song. Here's what we're shooting for today. So, um, But that's I think that's why Cocktail Conversations is so special because that song kind of just formed itself. And I had that title for like weeks. Yeah. And I'd go pitch it and be like, hey, I have this song called Cocktail Conversations. And everybody's like, man, man that's kind of a lame title. And then the one guy that clipped onto it was like, I love it. So it, um, oh, that's so it's so interesting because like when you're pitching songs, you pretty much are going up to a person with like their own opinion on just yeah. simply something as simple as a title. And they're just mm-hmm. like, nah, it's boring, boring, whatever. And then some person's like genius. Yeah. It tells you how people's brains work. I mean, some people are just, uh, you know, it depends on what they write, their style of writing or the people that they write with, you know, um, Dylan Altman and, and John Caldwell are fantastic writers in general. So Dylan, who's got, you know, a few number ones under his belt, I got, he could have done the whole thing. Well, I've written these songs, so here's what I would do. He said, what do you want to do? What are you interested in? Tell me about your life. Tell me who, who inspires you. Elvis, blah, blah, blah. I love old fashions. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that's where we kind of came up with the old-fashioned Manhattan off of just the title that I threw him. And so it just tells you that you know, certain people give you – you can bounce ideas off each other, and there's a creative flow you find sometimes. And sometimes you don't. I go into writes. I write you – know, I'll write 150 days a year. 
uh, or 150 songs a year, maybe. And, and I'll probably end up cutting maybe three of them. So, damn. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you sound like, I mean, you travel all the time, obviously. Uh, but what, what would you say your favorite city is uh, just to like travel to? Chicago's up there. Um, oh, you're just saying that because you're not I came here as a kid. I used to go to the Science and Industry Museum downtown. Okay. Um, which I guess it's not that far, is it? No. no. I used to go there all the time like with minutes. my family. And uh, the older I got, then it elevated into drinking here. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I also love like New Orleans and I love San Diego is my number one city of all time. I love San Diego, California a lot. Maybe it's because my sister was stationed there, but okay. I really love it. Yeah. So San Diego. San Diego, I feel like, is like the perfect California city. It's not super like hot all the time. It's like yeah. perfect weather. Mm-hmm. And like the majority of the people I know that live there are like yeah. people that migrated from the Midwest. They were like, we just want a good weather all the time. You know? Yeah. You can wear board shorts and walk around with a cigar and your shirt off and, and surfboard. And, um, you know, nobody give you shit for it. And right. then you can also wear a sweatshirt and sweatpants and still be comfortable and not be burning your ass off. So yeah. It's a good environment to be in. Yeah. Right, right. But like, I just like the fact that it's not, it's not LA because mm-hmm. LA, you know, has that kind of like, you know, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't even know how to put it into words. It's, it's clustered. Like, it's not it's clustered, yeah. but also yeah. spread out, mm-hmm. like weirdly spread out for a big city. Yeah. Uh, Country but, music yeah. isn't too responsive there. So, I mean, I, we did the Nova theater once with Easton when I was doing merch and um, it just, it was so much, it was just so, things are so stacked on top of each other and spread out at the same time. And things are just so expensive out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you can't even like maintain a way of life just living in a hotel for a few weeks out there. So, right. yeah. let alone, you know, trying to make a living, putting your music out there. You still have to hit it though. The West Coast is important. So, right. Yeah. Um, so, better in a car. Yeah. Um, you literally released the music video for it yesterday. Yesterday. November 12th. Yeah. Because uh, I was doing my research and it said like, released four hours ago. And I was like, shit, okay. Um and the car in the music video 1969 Cadillac Eldorado. Yeah, do you need anyone to watch it? Like, because I have some, we have some space. You know, we can yeah. watch it for you. You know, I would, I was trying to convince the guy to let me have it too. I really <laughs> wanted it really bad. I was like, even had like the little Elvis ornament. Yeah, that dangles from the rear view mirror. And I was like, man, what do I, what do I owe you for the car? He's like seventy eight thousand dollars. I was like, I'm good. You know what? <laughs> I'll get the new Ford Bronco or something. Right. You know, I love old cars. I love anything classic and timeless. $78,000, you know, especially yeah. as a songwriter. I don't really, what, don't really um, pan out too well. What is your dream car? A 1987 Ferrari 308 GTB. Fuck. You know what that is? That's, yeah, he knows what that is. that's my dream car. My, my dad's a big Ferrari guy. And so but we can never afford them. And that's probably why I love them so much. Because um, Magnum PI had one. And I, I really wanted to drive Magnum PI's car. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I would go a Lambo. Just, a Lamborghini. I, I, I yeah. like the doors that like the suicides. Yeah. yeah. And then then you just have to anyone who watches me pull up would have to watch me fucking get out of that thing. Fucking <laughs> okay, give me a second. Go again. Yeah, I like cars, but you know, I'm. I think the older I'm getting to, I think I'm like, man, I would be fine. Now they have a dog that's a like hundred pounds. Yeah, I'd be fine with having a Chevy Suburban. What kind yeah. of dog do you have? I have a hundred and four. Well, it was hundred three as of a couple of days ago. Uh, St. Bernard, an American Bulldog mix. His name's Bubba. Oh, yep. Oh, awesome. He's a big old boy. He's just a, he looks so aggressive until you meet him. And he's just like the sweetest, most loving. Just wants to cuddle. Gentle want, giant. That's all he is. Oh, oh my God. God. So he's the best. I've never heard of a St. Bernard Bulldog mix. I hadn't either until I, I remember getting out of the car and going to look at him and saying, okay, I'm only going to go look. Why I thought that going to adopt a dog just to look. I think that's impossible. That's, you can't not, I, I feel like a terrible human walking out of there. So, I met this guy at the park and he had him sitting there and I just looked at him and he's just a goober. I was like, God damn it. Okay. I'm stuck with him now. So <laughs> I need him. He's a great dog. My best friend. Yeah. That's awesome. Shout out to Bubba. Shout out to Bubba. <laughs> uh, how long have you been in Nashville now? Six years, oh, almost wow. six and a half. So, um, 2015, I graduated high school, moved straight there. Um, I gave my mom two days notice before I left. She knew I had an idea I was going to go. So it wasn't like out of the blue, but, um, I literally had a shoebox under my bed that said Nashville. And I had had that shoebox since I was like in the seventh grade. I wanted to go to Nashville so bad. 
Like, See, was I, it an empty shoebox? I, I no, had, had money. Sh- oh, okay. had money in there, yeah. <laughs> See, I had a shoebox under my bed, but it said weed on it. It was different. <laughs> I had to see times have changed. I had that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now now it just sits on my dresser. But hey, is this this a legal state too? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. There's a dispensary right across the street. Is there? Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it is fun. Really? Yeah, I love this. See, I, I don't, I don't really smoke weed or, or do any edibles or anything like that but I, I will enjoy occasionally and uh the times i have have been disastrous and why i keep going back to do it again i don't know you know i the, the horror story i had was i had a nestle crunch bar in in, in colorado Perfect. and it looks like a nestle crunch bar it probably said like high life on it or something yeah. like that and uh went into this dispensary i'd never been in a dispensary before and i was so surprised how expensive everything was like all the oh, tax on yeah. it I bought this $20 Nestle Crunch bar, and I was like, I assume I'm supposed to eat the bar. Oh, you, you the whole fuck, thing? It's a chocolate bar. Oh. So I got back to the big <laughs> like before I ate it. one square out of the chocolate bar. Though, well, know? yeah, each, each one was like three milligrams or five milligrams or whatever it might have been. Ah, yeah, yeah, you don't think. But I, I went to the venue, and, and uh, one of the guys was like, hey, don't eat that whole bar. I'm like, why? I'm like, Well, I don't really eat a whole chocolate bar in general anyways. I don't really like chocolate, but here, I'll just eat half of it. I literally cut the thing down the middle. And um, I didn't realize how I cut it. it was uneven. So I just remember waking up on the front lounge of the bus. Um, yeah, I was very sick. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. My mom's probably going to listen. That's <laughs> right. I mean, you got to try it. I had to cut myself off. You got to try, try everything once. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like I said, you know what? My mom was really cool um, about me. As long as I didn't drink and drive, she said, hey, look, me trying to force you not to do something is only going to make you want to do it more so i can tell you not to do it and you can be a grown-up and just figure it out whether it's good for yourself or not that's pretty much what my parents said too yep so i want to talk to you about your song crazy mm-hmm. it's it's on spotify so actually when i looked you up it's I still t- there yeah well no it's there because it, it was one of my like songs so i knew about you forever ago for the record but it was like grayed out like unavailable yeah on and i like you can't uh, play it yeah. so i was like what the hell i want to play the song probably because it says fucking it in my label now it's probably like hey, i probably shouldn't do that so is that oh, why okay because okay. so we were like it. we were sitting here like was it what was it like you know because like i've seen other artists have like songs like grayed out unavailable i was like oh it's probably just a licensing thing through spotify yeah i mean i outgrew the song too i think at the time i was so flustered on what kind of artist I wanted to be. I wanted to yeah. be a country artist, but I was trying to be so different. At the time, Sam Hunt had just came out and been so revolutionary. I mean, he was one of the biggest the biggest things that ever happened in country music in oh, the yeah. last, you know, 30 years, um, 20 years. That I think I wanted to be so different. I wanted to be weird. And um, that was just a really bad move on my part because it literally says, I don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. And I don't... I don't Hey, it's a jam though. It's a jam. Oh, it is. Also, so is Wreck. I like Wreck. That was a good one too. um, Crazy was, crazy was a little too crazy for the time. Still is. I mean, it's like if anyone needs a just fuck you breakup song, like that's it. I wish a pop artist would just take it and record it and like do some cool. See, that's that's another reason why I thought like it may have gotten done because I was like, it's it doesn't really feel country. So I was like, maybe his team was like, hey stay country or whatever just, yeah but at the time whatever. i didn't have a team it was just me myself and i so um yeah, it was in t- 2016 uh i, I recorded it into 2015 and then um yeah 2016 is when it came out was that one of the first songs you like ever released yeah that was the first song i released oh mm-hmm. gotcha that's crazy no pun intended yeah, besides my high school band stuff so, which you don't know needs to listen to that what was the name <laughs> of the high school band Roman Alexander Band. <laughs> nice. Real <laughs> original, right? Yeah. Dope as fuck, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It's like, we couldn't decide on a band name, and I was like, I guess I'll be that asshole. Roman Alexander Band. Yeah. And everybody was like, ah, I know, whatever. Like, <laughs> right, old playing your band. Actually, no, <laughs> false. I know how it happened. My mom, just being the, the cool mom she is, like, you know, my son's going to be a solo artist. He's going to be a country artist, and I'm not going to be damned if he's going to have a country band, like a yeah. band. He needs to be, like, be him. Just being a mom. And uh, I think she called the venue and said, put the name Roman Alexander Band down. So my band wanted to be something else, and they just showed up in the flyer said Roman Alexander Band, and that's how we had the role. Man, your mom's a kick-ass woman. She's yeah. amazing. My mom is my best friend, and, and she's also, like, she's not mean at all. She's the most funny, like, has the wittiest, raunchiest sense of humor ever. She's she's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah. so cool. 
Does she cook? Does she bake anything? My mom's the best cook ever. Yeah. And everybody says about their mom, like, I'm so sorry if your mom is a good cook. My mom's way better. <laughs> I, I'm a firm believer that my mom is such a good cook. I love my mom's cooking. If you could have one dish from her, what? French onion soup. Oh. Mm. French onion soup. Because she actually, like, and she, it's, it's like a new thing that she made. Before, it was like, her enchiladas were really good. Um, I'm Mexican. So she, when my mom's really white, my dad's really Mexican. Uh, so she had to figure out, like, she had, when she, had, when she was married fun. to him, because they're no longer married, but when she was married to him, she had to figure out how to make really good Mexican food. So she had to make him better Mexican food than the Mexicans in the family. <laughs> I knew that for a fact. Yeah. Um, but uh, her French onion soup, she like, it's a new thing that she started a couple of years ago where she bought these like the ceramic bowls and then cooks them in the oven, like gets them real hot and then makes the soup, pours it in there and just melts pounds of cheese. I mean, oh, that's like, all does I she want. do like the cheese on the top? It's like, like a cheese she... dome over oh. it. Like when she takes it out, it's like a dome of cheese. With yeah. that like... would probably hospitalize me. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty cheesy, guy. dude. Like I'm. I love cheese, but it yeah. does not. Your love body me. doesn't love cheese. Yeah. You lactose. It's a love hate relationship. I love it. It hates me. Yeah. 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 I got these little pills I carry around. <laughs> like let me show you these. You were set for this wedding, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got everything in here, so like, yeah, you keep these little pills. It's uh, so I don't shit my pants every okay. time. I eat. Bridesmaids and gas eggs. I love it. Yeah, dude, dude you gotta yeah. have them. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, do you have any questions for us? Well, how often do you shit your pants? Have it? No, like once a year, probably. Once a year? No, okay. I mean, I don't. I did it on my 21st. You gotta, I feel like if you drink alcohol enough. Like you, like this month has been solid. Like I haven't really yeah. been drinking except for last night. Well, we did sober November until November third. Yeah, Every until week. November third. Oh, we were like, we, got, we should. Days. I was like, well, if we smoke weed, like it's not. Like, it doesn't gonna, count. Yeah, yeah we're gonna because the like, weed's gonna cancel the alcohol. I was like, yeah. and then we like we're not drinking. And then we got to brunch, and we were like, well, we can't like have brunch without alcohol, right? Like I love brunch, and he's like, he's like, if it looks like orange juice and it's on the Lord's Day. <laughs> Fucking orange juice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same with wine. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, yeah. Jesus drank it. You know. Yeah. Jesus uh, made it. He made it. He, he did. It. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing, man. I like. I've been on the road the last. We Levi and I've been on the road the last 16 days. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna work out every morning. I'm gonna go on a run. I'm gonna stay in shape. It's not easy. But when you're not in a bus, because when I was a merch guy, we were on tour buses. Yeah. I could work out. We had gyms. You had tour managers. You had two tour managers sometimes. You had runners who would do everything for you. Um, not for me, but for Easton. And then, you know, but I was able to go to work out, eat healthy foods because most of these things catered to that. Yeah. And then you get it. This is the nicest. Like, I, I walked in here. I'm like, oh, shit. This is actually like a real music venue. Like some of these places you play, they're really nice, but um, they don't have bathrooms in the green room even. You know, oh, wow. Or their green room. It's like, here's a bottle of Jack. Okay, you know, so, yeah. you know, our <laughs> options are to order a kale salad or Jack Daniels. I'm going to do Jack Daniels. So. Yeah. I, c- I couldn't imagine just being on the road as, as much as you are. I mean, I could because I'm sure I, it has its good and good I couldn't and bad imagine days. ordering a kale salad. <laughs> uh, me neither. I, and I love eating healthy. Don't get me wrong. Fitness is a big part of my life. But, but kale's weird. Salad in general. Like I ordered a buffalo chicken salad, but I wouldn't order it if it wasn't buffalo chicken. Right. right. You, know? you got to have like some sort of like actual sustenance in there. Yeah. Other than do. like just like And I just drizzle it in ranch. So is it really healthy? No, it's just a sloppy salad. I know. I love that. when people do that. Like, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to order a salad. And then it's like, can I have the ranch bottle in the back? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Just on. bring out gravy and butter <laughs> while you're yeah. at it. Because they like, fuck them, you know? Yeah. What, what are you? So you said you guys are from Illinois and yeah. the Indiana border, right? Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Nothing Wait. like crazy. Would you all go to college? Did you guys go to college? Uh, I dabbled. I went <laughs> to Purdue Northwest. I was supposed to go to Columbia here in the city. Yeah. For comedy writing and performance. It was like 42 grand a year. What's your best I, joke? Yeah. I was like, my best joke? Yeah. Uh, his life. Really, yeah, my life. <laughs> Shit in your pants. Shit in my pants. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but. So I was like supposed to go there. I was like, 42 grand a year for joke telling sounds like not that sounds like, like that sounds like a bad idea. Theo Vaughn would like that sounds like a joke in and of itself. Like yeah. it was 42 grand a year and you could tell jokes forever. And I was like, or I could just tell jokes forever. You could you, I mean? you want to be a comedian? Yeah. So 
and a podcast host, I guess. Hey, you know what? Joe Rogan's on that too. Uh, Theo Vaughn. Like, it's a thing, man. Yeah. And so. you're, you have a different take. You actually interview like country artists and new and artists and right. whatnot. So yeah. we um, try to interview them. Yeah. And then we have like, well, it's not like even two other podcasts too. Right? I love about podcasts. That's why I got so into podcasts is because like you saw how I started. I started really like yeah. trying to answer questions. And then I was like, this is not comfortable. For, like, I did it to myself. Yeah. It's like, you guys are just trying to have a conversation with me. Yeah, that's like when that's people, what I love about podcasts. When, when people ask us like what we're trying to do, it's just like our goal is just to make sure that they have a good time. Yeah, we had <laughs> yeah. someone's manager reach out and be like, "Can you give us a list of questions that you guys are going to talk about?" We don't like, even have a list. I was of like, questions. "Dog, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. I guess we could put something together, but I don't know that that's all that we're going to talk about." You know, the best thing to do, especially for me as an artist, I feel like is like as people I. I did an interview the other day. It was a fine interview. You know, it was an interview. Um, but they, they someone asks you some of these questions and you're just like, you're asking me the same question twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, just different, worded differently. And I get to give you the same answer twice, worded differently. You know, a podcast, you can just do what you want to do, how you want to say it. Um, you know, unless you're like with a media company and they want to censor some things. But like, this is how a podcast should be, you know? Yeah. We tried. Well, and that was the big thing. It was like, like, oh, what can we talk? Like when we first started doing like podcasts in general, we were like, what can we talk about? And I was like, whatever the fuck we want. It's our (laughs) podcast. Like, who's gonna stop us? Like, I'm not gonna fire you, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, we can't talk about that. You know what I mean? Like, we're gonna just talk about everything. Yeah, that comes up. It's okay. Like, I don't, I don't like the censorship stuff. Just be real. Yeah, I'll be real. Authenticity. Authenticity is isn't key. that what artists are trying to do? Just be authentic, right? So, I think so. I would hope so. So that know. makes us artists. Yeah. We yeah. are. Go us. We're artists. Um, we we uh, we are kind of thinking about moving to Nashville. Are you? We are. Um, Just making it more accessible to like meet with like do multiple interviews. Like we a we week. and like we yeah. just love the industry, obviously uh-huh. too. And then I mean. I feel like we'd fit in with that. Like the volume of interviews we could do, like just from like walking down the street, you know, you meet like a bunch of people, like the people playing well, at. Like, we're going to take people out so of the street. And, yeah, we're going to be like, are you homeless? Get on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, you got a lot to hey, talk about. Hey, you know about. what? You might actually get some really interesting personalities doing that. That's actually a really great idea. Like just homeless people? Just anybody. I mean, like <laughs> you, could, you could pull somebody off the street and they might, you know, have schizophrenia, but they might say some of the funniest shit you've ever heard, you know, yeah. or you can... Um, you know, and then two yeah. of their personalities start fighting in the middle of the podcast. I don't know. I had a I had a, a idea for a podcast once, and it was called the Beef Podcast. And I wanted it to be like each week I give a backstory behind like a company or a business that's failing, or like a, a brothers or something. Like, let's say two brothers own a business together, and they hate each other because the business is failing. Sit them down. You can each get like individual stories, like 10 minutes from one guy, 10 minutes from the other guy, five minutes from me, or 10 minutes going through like the whole story of the company and then having them battle it out and hash it out on the podcast. That would be pretty dope. I thought you were going to So somebody pulls out a gun and shoots somebody. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. (laughs) I thought you were going to call it the Roman Alexander podcast. You know, the Roman Alexander band podcast. The rap. The rap. The Roman Alexander podcast. -hmm. I feel like cocktail conversations with Roman Alexander. Would be, oh yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense between you, you know, with Roman Alexander, your song, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's a yeah, you. That would be sick. I like, I like between you and me with Roman Alexander. It sounds yeah. like a, that sounds like a mom and pop kind of like. Hello, this is NPR. You're listening to Roman Alexander. It's between you and me, and then it starts playing like a little intro or cocktail conversations, and I could be like, you know, a little bit more or less informal. Well, yeah, then you, you can you like shove like me with a drink. I was gonna say of. you could have a. Uh, a mixologist on the side and be like, today we're drinking this and it relates to my conversation this hour. Or you make a yeah. cocktail pertain to every single guest you have. So yeah, you, you know what I mean? Or it's just like a, yeah, cocktail of the week kind of thing. You know, um, I'll always drink an old fashioned. I, I, I love old fashioned, but I make a redneck old fashioned. What's a redneck? It's literally Jack and Coke. Well, it's like, it's makers really. Um, makers, Coke, a little splash of Coke, cherry, cherry juice and orange peel. That's it. So, that sounds delicious. It does. It's pretty good. I was hungry from his mom's soup, but now I'm thirsty for it. French, French onion soup. I'm yeah. so hungover, I can't eat anything right now. <laughs> I, but I can drink. Uh, what did you do last night? I went to the Black Hawk. That's when he made out this. Dude. Oh, it happened there? <laughs> yeah, we were all pretty shit-faced. Uh, so, 
That's yeah. what happens when you go to Blackhawks games, though. You know? And the Viagra Triangle. It's just tricky, bro. <laughs> I just think you guys do it different because Blues games don't have that. But the Blues win. win. Blackhawks really haven't recently. They won last night. I'm talking about like championships. I, I oh, think right. sex is always a a um, cause of celebration. You know, like you, you, you know, you shouldn't have to. You embrace whether it. you're winning or losing, man. Everybody's winning when they're having sex, right? You know, yeah, making love true. can't go can't go wrong with doing that. the deed. Yeah. Can't go you wrong know? with that. Yeah. Speaking of sex, have you heard of sit on your face milkshakes? Yeah, well, just, Cooper Allen was on. And they're he, just really good milkshakes. So my follow-up question was: Do you have like, them here? Do you like milk? No, nah, they don't have them here. What's well, a sit on my face milkshake? It's just a really good yeah, milkshake. It's like sit on my face. Anything is like I can't good. think anything. I, I can't think of that being a good milkshake. In reality, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. Uh, what's what's in it? What's it consist of? Well, um, I mean, I like Oreo. I milkshakes. like the cake shake from Portillo's. Cake shake. Is that yeah. a sit on my face milkshake? That one's pretty solid. It's like their chocolate. I was thought, thinking like a sit on my face milkshake was gonna be like you go to some bar and some girl like, like <laughs> she sits on your face. Will she yeah, force me to a milkshake? Or, yeah, like something like that. You know, like is that like a Chicago experience? <laughs> no, it's absolutely. So, the fuck I'm not gonna not ask you for <laughs> what the hell is, but that's kind of no. cool. Uh, no, that was Cooper Allen's fault. Um, because I guess there's some place in Nashville. He's like, yeah, they have sit, they have sit on your face milkshakes. And they're just like, I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah I, I was like, can you elaborate on what you mean? <laughs> I've lived there six years and never heard of a sit on my face mil- face milkshake. Yeah, I. He's like, do you guys know sit on your face milkshakes out here? I was like, I don't think so. I've heard of blowjob shots, but that's at every ball. Yeah, right. Yeah, true. Have you uh, done a Chicago handshake yet? Yeah. Like, like what sh- weird shit are you into? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's like a. It's like a shot in a beer. It's like usually in Malort and Old Style. Malort, yeah. Okay, so it's like a like, like Irish the, car bomb dropped into like no 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 like just side by side. It's like you just um, have you had Malort? No, what is that? Fucking awful. <laughs> like in the it's best a, in the best whiskey? way. It's a, yeah, it's like a whiskey, but it's like also like gasoline. Like you, your car would run if you put it in there. Like it'd be fine. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's awful, dude. Don't ever do it. If someone tries to, you want to try it? I mean, I would love to try it. You want to try it? Oh, he, was he prepared? No, but we got a bottle over here, so. Okay, here we go. Yeah, well, is this it's, good? It's, it's is hard. it good stuff? No, dude. No, but I mean, it's it builds character. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, so a shot is not supposed to be actually shot. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, you really. It smells like gas, like a yeah nail polish remover mixed with gasoline. It is. <laughs> That's exactly what's in the bottle. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Best of luck, it's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. <laughs> you don't have to drink it all. What the fuck? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's terrible. Ain't it? It? Me no. <laughs> so a Chicago a Chicago handshake is an old style beer and a shot of that. And it's so. So. I tell people that it reminds me of sweaty socks and pickle juice. I think I've only ever had one when I was like really Um I mean, look, it feels <laughs> like funny. you guys like dumped smelling salts into it. Like, Wait, let like, me smell it. <laughs> That's what it tastes like. Maybe I'll finish it just for the sake of the podcast. Can I can I videotape? Oh, oh, there we go. He's gonna videotape. You wanna do another one for a video? No, <laughs> no I'll do listen. one. With, I'll do one with you. A, yeah, well, I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get a video of this because this is gonna be really funny. Fuck me, man. Ah, ah, God. Okay, so can you explain what this is? Malort. Uh, yes, it's it. like awful Chicago like, handshake. It's a Chicago handshake is a beer and a shot of Malort, like an old style. Shot him alert. So we're actually only doing one half of it right now. Okay. Oh, you just got me a new one. Well, I don't know about YouTube. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should all Thanks for having me. 
Roman, we appreciate you coming on. <laughs> yeah, this is probably my favorite podcast episode we've ever done. And that's like, just don't look at my face when I say that, though. Because oh. it sounds... Um, where, uh, where Any can, other questions you got to ask? Yeah, where can the people find you? Like, uh, do you want to talk about your new song? Let's find me in the green bu- room, passed out. <laughs> do you yeah. need a bucket? Because I do. <laughs> no, man. I, um, uh, you can find me on on Instagram. I'm trying to get new to TikTok. I've, I've got... I don't have any Cooper Allen numbers, but I mean, I got 41,000 followers on TikTok. Yeah, that's a lot I'm trying. Um, Instagram is my main platform if you want to find me there. Cool. Um, I typically respond to every message. I mean, unless it's, you know, somebody saying that they want to do a sit on my face milkshake, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll DM you if, you know, if he has any problems tonight at the wedding or. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You should do like bro tips. That's, that's another segment you should do on this podcast. Like bro, bro tips. tips. Like, but we hey, should, I'm having this issue. What do you think I should do? Okay, yeah. I was gonna say we shouldn't be able, we shouldn't be no, giving any advice. Give to no anybody. advice, like with dealing with. Are you dating school. somebody? No. Okay. <laughs> but, no. You know what? I, <laughs> as a country artist, I was always advised not to. Not so to. I'm, I'm and I, I've done pretty good so far. I feel like you need to like sometimes though for songs, like just to break up with someone for. <laughs> yeah. I tried banger. that. Once, um, and it causes way more, more just not even just a, not even pain, just a pain in the ass. Sort yeah, of. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's uh, you feel bad. I mean, I don't want to. I did that when I was really mature, right? Um, but I, I I I love the idea of love. I love the idea about writing writing love. So mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Well, buddy, we appreciate you coming. Yeah, on, thanks man. for having me on. Thanks for we're sound checking here, but so. yeah, it's all good. Thanks for doing shots and rock and roll. Thanks yeah. for the gasoline. We yeah. do what we do what we can. Hey, this is Roman Alexander, and this is Last Call. Uh, what's up, people? Um, welcome back to another episode of Last Call. Today, I am going to be interviewing the boys about Roman Alexander, and let's get to it. Cheers, boys. Cheers. To Roman. <laughs> ah, all right, as usual, we're going to be getting into some trivia. And then general questions. Starting off, the Greek god himself was born where? Where is he from? Kentucky, Texas, or Tennessee? I assume it was <laughs> Kentucky. Oh, oh wait. Final answer. I part of me wants to be like South Carolina, Kentucky. No, he said that was wrong already. Was it South? Carolina? Yeah, I was just kidding. Because that one was. Felt good for a little no. bit. Okay. Words, completely on. wrong. Drink up. Uh, Let's get those drinks in. All right. Drink. Um, Just drink. He's going to tell us. Just tell us. So he has to drink. Texas. No, still wrong. He is from Parkville, Missouri. That's oh, what I said. Fuck. No, you that's right. Because the Kansas City stuff. Yeah, but you Son of a bitch. That's a Cardinals fan. God damn it. Yeah, that's yeah. on you. Well, sorry, Roman. Um, sorry, Roman. <laughs> so when he first got... Uh, into selling merch. What was the band that he first started selling merch for? Oh. I don't know this one for sure. Because I started drinking during this episode. Um. <laughs> I'll I will be sure. I, I am not going to remember. All right, perfect. <laughs> drink up again for it is 90s drink, band drink, drink. Shenandoah. Ah. Uh. Or Shenandoah, however you want to say yeah. it. It doesn't matter. Um, and then finally, for our final trivia question, what was his first band's name? The, uh, the Marcus. No, the Roman Alexander. The Roman Alexander band. band. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who um, the hell's Marcus? So if you've already watched the episode, oh. which I hope you have, uh, this is. I mean, they, they should. Yeah, I mean, this is at the end. So that makes sense. Or yeah. is it? <laughs> we'll put it at the beginning like a good switcheroo. <laughs> um, so uh, the way he got that first band name, as we know, was from his mom. Hell of a cook. Yep. Exactly where I'm going. He self-dubbed his mom as the best cook. And mm-hmm. I want to know what one dish you would want from your mom right now on the spot. No questions asked. Oh, easy. That's um, this is easy. Flautas. The fuck? Mm. Spell it. Spell flautas? Yes. F L A U T A S. 
I, yeah. I feel like you're trying to say flowers and you're just drunk. No, I'm not drunk. <laughs> Yo, buy me a bouquet of flautas. No, flautas are like, they're like big taquitos. All right. She makes them homemade. She like was not expecting that. I've never had one of those. You've so never had Yeah, flautas? we need to go hit up Holly. Yeah, or yeah. like a Mexican restaurant. They have them. That'd probably be quicker. <laughs> well, but it's your mom. Right. What she makes, not some random Mexican restaurant. I mean, I'll take them from anywhere, but I love my mom's. They're the best. All right. All right. Um, without a doubt, my mother's sausage bread. Oh, yeah. I have had that before. I've never had I that. would take some of that right Easily. now. Easily. I, I can eat a whole loaf by myself in one sitting without a doubt. Mm. So good. I mean, how the, she brings it around the holiday season, so it's coming. Oh, I can't wait. Buckle up, boys. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> um, so. Flautas. Everyone's got their great mom. And then uh, we were talking to Roman about grinding his way through Nashville. And uh, he worked at a car dealership at first and then, you know, gave us a story about how he grinded up to where he is now. Yeah, Yeah, it was pretty incredible. So I want to know what was your like least favorite job or the job that you knew you had to do or keep in pursuit of better prospects in the future oh it's kind of obvious for me but i'm just gonna go to the worst job i've ever had movie theater um i set the scene oh i'll paint the scene okay paint me the scene of this movie theater so what i mean let's look at the multiple positions multiple positions at a movie theater there's the person that gives you your tickets there's the person that rips your tickets like you'd get lost um, then there's concession stands and then there's the people that clean up after you once the, the movie is over. I, if you came in and if I was behind the, what the hell is it called? Where, wherever you buy the tickets. Oh yeah. The ticket booth. Yeah, sure. <laughs> box office. Yes. That's the word words. Um, if I was behind the box office and I was giving out tickets and someone did something cool or made me laugh, the movie was on me. But not really on me. It was on the theater. I would just print out tickets like crazy. This one guy, you know, the ropes that people walk through. Mm-hmm. He jumped over one. And I was like, what movie are you going to? And he's like, Finding Dory or whatever it was. And I was like, all right, here you go. Because just I, I've never seen anybody jump over the ropes before. So I was like, here you <laughs> well, go. That's you a know? purse for me, dog. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I got a manager fired from that place as well because she brought jello shots. And I... I had a lot, <laughs> but it wasn't my fault. They just found him. I'm like, who did this? And I was like, I don't know. With like 10 empty cups by me. Um, I also just hate going to the movie theater because of that experience, because people are so messy. And like whenever I saw like a child four foot and under with a large bag of popcorn, all I wanted to do was beat them with my broomstick and my mm-hmm. dustpan because I knew that the popcorn was going to be all over the place. Not actually beat them, but just psychologically. Beat them down? Yeah. yeah. Psychologically. So I just stared through their soul. Yeah, yeah beat down little kids. Because psychological abuse is way more <laughs> socially acceptable than physical abuse. I think so. At least on a child. Right, exactly. Perfect. You know, he'll get over <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, because that, if he doesn't get over it soon, he'll get over it in therapy. But um, yeah, um, yeah, the movie theater was just the worst. It's ruined going to the movies for me. I actually, 90% of the people that I know that used to work at movie theaters, like, have the exact same well, thing. Well, it's just so like, expensive. It's so expensive. Theater. Oh, it is. It's ridiculous and overpriced. But it's like an experience. And I, I'm such it's a big movie buff that I love going to the... Because I, I was never the guy that had to clean up after it. Yeah, I was. Well, and the coolest thing was uh, for, like, birthday parties, they're like, yeah, if you want to, like, come bring your PlayStation or whatever, you can hook it up to the monitors. and That'd be kind of cool. You can play Call of Duty or, like, we played Zombies on like a movie theater yeah yeah so that's that was cool so i would say my mine would probably be where i was a stock boy at a little butcher shop uh in st john indiana uh if you're from there you know which one it is um nobody's from there (laughs) no one's actually from there uh but roman actually knew when i said st john he's like i was there no he was just being nice yeah Mm, he's probably like that guy's probably from gary He's like, oh, I don't want to bring it up, but maybe from Gary. But either way, <laughs> so like, I was there. Time. So I was at the uh, butcher shop. I was working there, and 
I would literally like had this shit job. Like they would be cutting meat all day and I would come in and clean out like the saws and like take them apart and like scrub down the tables, bleach them and all this stuff. And like they, like, I didn't have like gloves when I was like bleaching and cleaning shit. Like they just didn't provide it. They were like, if you want to bring them in and like 15 year old me was like, all right. You're right. And, and then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know what that shit does to me. So I was like, yeah. fuck it. And then I would like be scrubbing it down with like steel wool and like three or four months after working there, like the skin on my hands was like fucking coming off. And I just like, like I liked working there because it, like my dad made me work there. So it like gave me work ethic. But other than that, like it just like fucking burned the skin off my hands with bleach and degreaser and all that shit. So I was like, I don't. Like, if I look back, I'd be like, I probably would have lived had I not worked there. I probably would have been fine. So, it's like my least favorite. I know we've gone a long while on our jobs that we hate. And I forgot about when I was flag carrier for a day for the parking, <laughs> for Cubs parking. <laughs> I take everything I said back about the movie theater. That was the worst job I've ever The Cubs on. parking? Yes. As a Cardinals fan? They, no, I had to wear some stupid vest. With a flag attached to my back. Like people couldn't see me anyways. And it was a day game. So it wasn't even nighttime. Yeah. I had to wear this stupid neon vest that had a six foot flag attached to it on my back. And then I just had to wave and yell, Cubs barking. And I didn't. And I think I got paid $10 an hour. There you go. Like at the end of it, I wanted to call my psychiatrist and be like, I need to talk to you. <laughs> about a prescription yeah <laughs> all right what's next all right um so after a long day at a shit job all you want is a shot we watched roman try to take a shot of the lord sh- time i'm gonna pause you right there um shout out to roman for even doing that yeah oh, i know no. he was Huge so cool about it yeah he was yeah. very cool with that he took it like a man and he did uh, what the first time i had juice. it i wanted to cry so right. um i want to know what the worst drink you've ever had was. It could be a shot. Oh, this is easy. Uh, Wait, you you shot? Or it could, yeah, go for shot. The worst liquid you put in your mouth. Malort. I'm not going to say shot. Okay. Um, When I was was in Korea, but literally, when I was in Korea, we would always go to this Turkish kebab place Um, like to start the night. To start the night. It was our before drink drinking meal yeah we would get these amazing kebabs and oh my god they were so good but we became we we would go there so often that these people were like getting to know us because we were regulars or whatever so we sit down and order our kebabs and incredible nice people come over and they're like hey this is called i don't know i have no idea but the glass was white and it looked like milk and i'm i don't like drinking milk i've never like as a kid, I didn't drink yeah, who milk. Likes milk. Milk sucks. Yeah, not shit, this guy, right? Just, shit's just crazy. Um, and so right off the bat, I was like, not a fan. And they're like, no, it's like a, it's a, it's a tradition or not a delica- delicacy because they would have it with like every meal. Yeah. Um, and I found out after drinking it, which, oh my god, like by far the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth. It was spoiled yogurt, salt. <laughs> Warm water, and I think I'm forgetting one uh, one thing about it. But it's like I found it on Wikipedia one day and was like, "That that that's exactly what I drank." It was by far the worst thing I've. Is ever it like tasted. a delicacy or something? It's it's something they have with every meal. Really? Yeah. So it's it's like it's not a tradition. It's just like it's just a part of the meal. You know, it's yeah. like it's like kids from Italy drinking wine at three years old. It's yeah. just part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, is it like fermented? Is it alcohol in any way? No. No? no. It's just like they're it's just yeah. It, like the best way I can explain it literally is grab milk, let it spoil, <laughs> add three teaspoons of salt and some warm water. <laughs> That's the wow. best. Wow. And like they were right there because so when I went to drink it, they were looking over my shoulder. So I was like, oh, OK, like that was really good. And then I was waiting for them to walk away and they wouldn't. So like we just had to kill it. And I don't ever want to re- relive that moment in my life. God, you take the cake on worst drink. <laughs> I was not expecting that story. That sounds terrible. It yeah. was disgusting. 
So, I mean, so the worst probably the worst shot I ever took when I was at working at that uh, butcher shop. And I would be using bleach and stuff and like hosing down these things and scrubbing. They made you drink bleach? No, it oh. like I, there was like a puddle of bleach from like me scrubbing, scrubbing it like on one of the long trays that they were putting like raw meat on. So you really got to scrub that shit just for like health reasons. Yeah. Right. And then you, it like, there's a puddle of bleach and the hose like sprayed and hit it and it shot up at me and got in my mouth and I tasted bleach. I was like, no. how was it? awful it just makes your entire <laughs> tongue like numb like completely like but like not in a fun way it was like <laughs> it was like yeah it just tasted gross it was almost lemony <laughs> yeah no not good lemon no. like you're like mm-hmm. gotta go get some bleach you can't i'm gonna go try that no i don't condone it and like I was freaking out, I was like, "Am I gonna die now?" Like, because like, you had like a droplet, yeah, hit your tongue. Yeah, it hit yeah. my tongue, and then um, there was a separate time where that similar thing happened, and it got in my eye. Wow, it happened like, multiple times. Yeah, dude, I was around bleach all the time. There's, I mean, that explains a lot. Yeah, I was like breathing in those fumes every day. I'm like, that ex- that does explain a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> all right, you get, what else you got? Uh, nothing. Just oh. your last words, boys. Our last words. Roman was so cool. For Roman Alexander. Are you yeah. trying to talk like I'm a Greek god? Three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> this is Roman. He was really cool. He um, was. Yeah, I mean, especially just the fact that he took the Malort shot. Yeah, and he was like, "I would love to try it," and we're like, "I was like, oh, cool, your jazz buddy." It's like, like, yeah, did you like you just you? In my mind, I was like, "All right, I gotta go get it." Right. I mean, I am I, I am actually kind of surprised that whatever number episode that was for Windy City Joe's that that's how long it took us to get to Malort and like even bring it into the picture. So kudos to us, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, Roman was the man. Yeah, it was just cool that he put up with that shot. But now I feel like karma's going to come around and we're going to be in some kind of position where we are going to have to drink something when we really don't want to. Not that he didn't really want to and that we forced yeah, it down we, his we throat. Did, we didn't do that. <laughs> but, I want people to think that that's what happened. I mean, he did record it. And I wonder where that video is. Yeah. I, I just got off track. But no, he was cool. Roman was cool. And yeah, yeah I think he's... uh. He was so cool that I would do another Malort shot. Wow. Wow. High praise. I would think about it. That is- <laughs> <laughs> no, I would do it. Yeah. I mean, if he wanted to, but I'm not going to bring it up first. Uh, I'm, I'd rather look forward to his mother's French onion soup. Oh, I oh. could go for some of that. Yeah. Especially in these chilly days. Oh, man. I agree. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you for coming on Windy City Joe's. Um, Roman and... This has been Last Call. I'm your host, Tyler Stewart. We'll catch you next time.